Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypnobirthing Podcast. Hi everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be episode 19. I know I say it every time, but it always blows my mind. Actually, I realised earlier that the podcast will be a year old soon. So in a few months, it will be a year. So I'm going to start thinking about something I can do to celebrate. Not entirely sure what yet, uh, but I will put my thinking cap on and think how I can celebrate the first birthday of the podcast because it has been, yeah, a really great journey for me talking about it to people. And I know so many people have found it so useful. So um, definitely need celebrating. Now, I hope you all had a chance to listen to my previous episode, which was a positive birth story with um, a client that I worked with back in November. I did actually have a few people get in contact and say that they loved it and they found it very inspirational. So if you actually haven't had a chance to listen yet, please do listen. It is, you know, a really great first time mum positive birth story during COVID. It has all the great elements. Um, So please go and have a listen. And I also actually have a positive birth story on my Instagram page which I just posted the other day um, from another client that I talked back in January so if you are wanting to surround yourself with lots of positivity around birth which if you are pregnant and uh, due to have a baby then I would definitely recommend you do please do go and have a read of it because again she's a first-time mum had a baby during Covid and it was a very positive experience for her so definitely worth having a read. Today's episode is going to be all about the fourth trimester. So in your pregnancy, there are three trimesters. So the first three months is the first trimester. The middle three months is the second trimester. And then the third three months is the third trimester of your pregnancy, making obviously a total of nine months. The fourth trimester is therefore, quite obviously, the first three months after your baby is born. So it is therefore first three months in the big wide world and it has been labeled the full trimester so some people actually believe that human babies are born too soon if you look at other mammals their babies when they're born are often much more developed than human babies or they are developing at a much quicker rate so if you look at like a horse who has a a foal um you know that baby will walk pretty soon after it's born Um, you know the same with a lot of other mammals Um, it's only really human babies that aren't like that and that kind of perhaps are born too soon and they're very fragile and delicate when they're born and they need a lot of care they can't do anything on their own for quite a while so perhaps they are born too soon but also perhaps it just means we need to look at that kind of fourth trimester maybe differently to how we look at it at the moment. There are quite a lot of really great in-depth books about the fourth trimester so I would definitely recommend if you're interested in knowing more about it and how you can kind of support yourself and your baby during that time then I would definitely recommend having a look into some extra reading. But today I kind of just want to talk a bit just in general about the fourth trimester and how it is a really important time and how you can be doing things to really support yourself and your baby when they are first born. So during those first three months after your baby's first been born, obviously you are um, adapting to either life as a parent or life with another child. So it's a big kind of 
adaptation for you too, getting used to, you know, another child in, in the house or just a child in the house. It's it's a big thing. You've been through pregnancy, you've been through labor, you are probably awake a fair bit and probably feel quite exhausted. So it's a, it's a difficult time for you as a kind of parent, but also for the baby. So the baby has been for nine months, you know, tucked up inside you in the dark, being fed whenever it wants to be fed, never feeling hunger, um, you know, no bright lights, no loud noises, feeling just very, very safe and very, very secure. So obviously when they're born, this is wildly different when they're out in the world. There are bright lights, there are loud noises, they aren't always satisfied hungry wise you know sometimes they they need food and they will let us know about it so it's a big kind of change for them and it takes some getting used to so that's why those first few months are kind of singled out to allow time for the baby to kind of adapt to the outside world and you know adapt to their surroundings so often babies within that first few months they cry a lot and that is because they are needing to get their needs met and that's something that they haven't really had to deal with before when they've been in your in your belly they have had everything met that they need so you know it's their way of communicating with you that they are hungry or they are tired or they need a nappy change um, they are uncomfortable whatever it is they will communicate that with you so if they are crying and fussing I always remember my mother-in-law who I've talked about on the podcast before she um, is a retired midwife now but she was also a health visitor and you know worked in childcare for um, the majority of her career or you know around babies and, and pregnant people so she obviously had a lot of wisdom around this sort of thing and I always remember her saying to me when I had my first daughter that you know if she's sort of crying and quite fussy then go through all of your checks like is she hungry? Does she need a nappy change? Is she uncomfortable in some way? Like are her clothes uncomfortable? Is she tired? Is it time for a nap? Like go through all of the, the kind of checklist of things that it could be because the chances are it will be one of those things that, you know, you're not meeting and that, you know, she needs. So it's kind of just a process of elimination really to try to work out what, what the baby needs during that time. And it will be most probably one of those things, you know, maybe they're overstimulated. Uh, perhaps they need um, to go to sleep earlier than, than you think they need to go to sleep, or perhaps they're not quite done feeding. So, you know, go through all of those sorts of things and work out what it is that is making the baby fussy. But, you know, they will be on and off fussy for those first few months because they are learning to adapt to the world. Also, they are pretty nocturnal when they're first born babies. So when you're pregnant, I don't know if many of you notice, but um, you know, your baby is pretty active when you are still. And I think that's because when you're moving around a lot, it kind of rocks them and they, they sleep when they're in your belly. So when you're still and you're sat down at night or you're lying in bed at night trying to go to sleep, often babies are quite active, which is why they're kind of nocturnal because they are kind of awake at night when you are asleep. So when they're born, this is the same. And actually, if you are breastfeeding or chest feeding your baby, they wake at night because that is when they feed and that feed stimulates and lets your body know to produce milk. So that's why babies wake often during the night, during those first kind of few months of life. It's because they are trying to establish your milk supply. And so, you know, it's really important to 
take note of that and to realize that that's what it is uh, you know you do hear these stories of people who will tell you their baby has slept through the night from two weeks old maybe it's true like I don't know I don't personally know anyone that that has happened to um you know maybe that does happen you always kind of hear these old wives tales of people who knew someone whose baby did this and um, so if someone tells you that then don't feel bad because it's actually just more normal for them to be awake a lot um, and that is because they need to feed in the night they have tiny tiny stomachs so obviously that food goes pretty quickly they use that food up so um that's why they feed a lot during the night and it's also to let your body know that you are needing to make milk and um, this is the same regardless of whether you're formula feeding or breastfeeding your baby will still wake to kind of signal that that's what needs to happen if anyone is planning on pumping milk or expressing milk i actually have a podcast episode on my 12 month expressing kind of journey i pumped exclusively my first daughter for 12 months and so if you are thinking of doing that it's really important in the night when they wake to also pump because as i said that's when they establish milk supply so if you're not regularly pumping throughout the night your supplier will dip because it's not being told that it needs to kind of be produced basically so it's really really important that you wake up in the night and pump which is a bit of a hassle i have to say you know feeding a baby and then pumping it makes the job like twice as long but it is worth it and it doesn't last forever Babies like to also be held a lot during that first three months and that is because they again have come from a really kind of small safe secure environment and now they are in the big wide world and it can feel pretty daunting and pretty scary for a baby you know going from that safety of your of your belly to outside you know where they might feel cold and they're you know exposed so People say things like, oh, put that baby down, you know, they will never learn if you keep picking them up and and things like that. But, you know, sometimes they just want to be held because that is where they feel comfortable and you cannot spoil a newborn baby. You can't spoil one. They are not manipulative. They do not do things because they know they're going to get a result from it. They are new in the world and sometimes they just want and they just need to be held because that's where they feel safe and that's where they feel secure. Other ways to approach the fourth trimester is to set boundaries early on. And what I mean by that is kind of boundaries with other people. So, you know, it's lovely when you have a baby and you have so many people wanting to come and visit. And obviously I'm recording this during COVID times when that isn't really possible. But going forward, hopefully once we're out of these times, um, anyone listening to this, you know, there will be a lot of people that want to come and visit the baby and hold the baby and that's great but it's really important to set those boundaries early on and it all depends on how you feel so somebody might love having you know their family around all the time to help with the baby to give them a break they might love that and they might need that and that is absolutely okay but somebody else might really just not need that and not find it helpful and actually just find it more stressful having somebody else in the house having to kind of feel like they need to entertain them or they need to clean their house first or something like that so depending on how you feel make sure you set those boundaries and you let people know what is expected of them you know please don't just turn up unannounced. Please let us know if you're coming. You know, please bring some food with you if you're coming. That is honestly the handiest thing anyone's ever done. When we had our first daughter, people brought us meals that we just needed to stick in the oven to heat up or the microwave to heat up. So it was honestly invaluable. And I hadn't even really thought about it beforehand, but you don't want to cook and you don't want to be living off takeaways either. So 
that was really handy. So definitely ask people to bring you food, um, bring you meals, you know, and, and for anyone who has somebody in their life who is about to have a baby or has just had a baby, that's a really good tip is to bring them food, give them food bundles. Um, you know, my friends and I, we, when it's, whenever someone's pregnant amongst us, we all club together and buy them loads of kind of decent, like nice, nutritious freezer meals that they literally just need to, you know, pop into the oven and in half an hour they're done. And it's a really good present. And it honestly, it doesn't sort of seem like much, but it's so valuable to someone who's just had a baby. So that is a good tip for anyone. Also, in terms of setting boundaries, it always kind of makes me laugh that you've just had a baby, you're exhausted because you've got a newborn and people come around to your house to visit and you're the one making cups of tea, getting snacks, you know, tidying your house before they come. This is so the wrong way around. And I think I would have never thought about that personally before, you know, before I had children, I never would have thought to go around to someone's house who's just had a baby and offer to make the tea or offer to clean something, if you know, put a load of washing on, anything like that. But since having children, I can see how that is just really, really helpful. So, you know, ask people to do something while they're at yours. I know that might seem maybe rude. It doesn't have to be rude, but just say like, you know, do you mind while you're here putting a load of washing on for me or putting my washing away, folding my washing? Do you mind just cleaning the bathroom? Ask, set those boundaries and ask because you are the one with a newborn and you are the one who is recovering from having a baby and is probably fairly tired and emotional because of all those hormones that come with having a baby and things like that. So definitely set those boundaries and say what is required of people who are coming to your house. Another really important tip for full trimester is to ask for help if you need it. So this kind of is related to what I just said. But just in general, if you need help with anything, if you need, are needing help, you're needing support, ask for help. People want to help. And, you know, even if that's just, can you come around for 10 minutes so I can have a shower or I can have a bath or I can go for a walk on my own for 10 minutes? Ask for that help. It's there. And I don't just mean from family and friends. If you need further help with anything professional, you know, if you need help with mental health after having a baby, you know, baby blues are real and most people get them but sometimes some people get them worse and are struggling so if that happens then ask for help from your health visitor from your midwife from your doctor get that help early on there is help available also with like breastfeeding or chest feeding there is help there and ask for it if you need it because that can be a really challenging thing to establish and I have talked about breastfeeding as well in a separate episode um, because I breastfed my second daughter so I did an episode on that and kind of how to get that established and things like that but there is definitely help available and it is tricky so you know do ask for help if you need it. Another really great thing to explore during that first three months is baby wearing. So, you know, you get the slings, you get loads of different types of um, baby wearing things now, but that's really great because as I said already, you know, during those first few months, the baby wants to be close to you and they want to feel snug and secure. Um, so wearing them in a sling can actually be a really great way of doing that. It can help them sleep. You can breastfeed them in while they're in a sling and it means you can get on with some things you know if you want to around the house you know you can put washing away or you can do your makeup or you know anything like that you can eat 
um, while baby wearing. So I would really, really advise it. It's good for the baby and it's good for you as well. And, you know, other people can baby wear too. It doesn't just have to be you. Dads, birth partners, grandparents, friends, they can baby wear as well. Um, so it gives you a little bit more of a break and you can go out for nice walks and things like that without having to take a push chair with you. Um, so that would be a really good tip. And there's loads of different slings that you can buy and there's loads of different ways that you can wrap them. So please do have a look into that if that's something you're interested in. Take time for you as well. So again, I kind of touched on this, but it's really, really important. It's sometimes we don't do that we tend to put ourselves kind of at the bottom of the to-do list uh, with everybody else coming above us so it's really important that you do take time for yourself and you know if that's a bubble bath or a walk you know or a shower something like that just please do kind of factor that time in if you can um, and as I said ask for help if you don't have immediate help there then ask somebody if they would mind popping around for 10 minutes and try and get that for yourself and I know a lot of people say you know sleep when the baby sleeps and that can be really irritating advice because I would love to sleep when the baby sleeps but I have other things I need to do during that time like I, I get it um, I always thought the same you know well during the time she's sleeping you know the 40 minutes that she's napping for I would quite like to have a shower or I would quite like to put the kettle on or put the washing away or something so you know I get it and also I'm I'm personally not very good at napping so I kind of would struggle with that anyway and actually I think I did even attempt to do that like twice with my first daughter and both times I like laid in bed and as soon as I laid down she woke up so I think she knew that I was trying to have uh, a kind of sneaky half an hour little nap but um, it didn't work for me so people say that and that is kind of true in a way but also can be a bit annoying but you know perhaps when the baby's napping that's when you take a little bit of time for yourself um, and do something nice paint your nails or you know anything that makes you happy read a magazine eat a bit of cake uh, have a cup of tea anything that makes you happy um, you know and is something for you then make sure you're factor factoring that in as well my last piece of advice for kind of those first few months is take loads of photos, which I'm sure you would do anyway, like photos, videos. I mean, most new parents do anyway. But really importantly, and this is something I'm very guilty of, don't hide from the pictures. I, you know, I did, I hid from them because... I suppose in my mind, I just had a baby and this perhaps is maybe a bit too vain, but I, I didn't look how I kind of wanted to look because I just had a baby, which is completely understandable. Um, but I didn't feel that confident in myself. So I think I hid a lot from photos and I would kind of prefer to take photos of other people with, with the baby rather than me. And I kind of regret that now because there are photos of me with her and with my babies when they're little, but there's not that many of them. And I kind of would like to look back at that and I would like a bit more of that. So that would be my top tip because now, four years down the line, I feel much more myself again. You know, I'm, I'm me again and I'm able to, you know, appreciate that back then, you know, I just had a baby and I completely get I didn't feel or look how I usually do. And I, I understand that it sounds so incredibly vain and kind of awful, but um, we can't help how we feel, can we? So um, that would be my uh, tip as well, is don't hide from them because one day, you know, maybe not right away, but one day you will love looking at those photos and love yourself in those photos because you have just had a baby and it's a really, really special time. As I said, there are so many books and things like that on the fourth trimester. So please have 
a read around if you want to know more about that time. But the most important thing to remember is that that kind of is is the fourth trimester. It's, it's an extension of your pregnancy where some people argue that the baby should maybe still be inside you during that time because they're not quite ready to be on the outside world yet. Obviously, that doesn't happen. Um, they do come out three months earlier, but it's worth keeping that in mind when dealing with just yourself and your baby as well. And if they're being fussy and if they want to be held, it's okay because they want to be close to you. They want to be back inside you um, in the warm, being fed um, and watered really, really easily. So do keep that in mind when it comes to that time and be kind to yourself. Look after yourself. Things can be hard. Things can be exhausting, but it gets better. It gets easier. If you need extra help, then find it. There, There is help there. Seek it out. You will feel so much better for doing that. And nothing is worth suffering for so definitely seek that help out and yeah like it's a it's a really special time and people call it like the baby bubble when you're just so like caught up in in this kind of baby filled world where you've just had a baby and you've got all these crazy hormones going on and all this love and you know it is a a special time so take care of yourself and um yeah look after look after you as well as baby you are very important as well So thank you so much for listening to me talk on about the fourth trimester. I really hope you found it helpful. And, you know, if it's something that you hadn't thought about before, hopefully it's made you think about it and made you want to know a little bit more about it. I definitely hadn't thought about it that much before I did a hypnobirthing course and they talked about it on the course and it really made me think and I suppose approach that time a bit differently. So, yeah, hopefully you have found it useful. I will be back in two weeks. I have some really exciting episodes planned with more guests. So I'm really hoping my next episode is going to feature a guest. Um, It just needs to be arranged, basically. We we have it kind of in the pipeline, but I need to actually sit down and organise myself and organise it. So I'm really hoping the next episode will will have a guest who can come on and share some wisdom with you. And um, But if not, it will be another episode about something else, but it will be in two weeks' time. Um, again, if you are enjoying the podcast, please rate it and please leave a review. Please come and follow me on Instagram because I have lots more stuff going on on there, lots of birth chat. My... Instagram handle is at the underscore nurture underscore nest and yeah I'd love to see you there so thank you very much and I'll see you next time